This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast Friday night preview show because, yes, it is Friday and we are here uh, to have a look at all things Chelsea that's happening this weekend. I'm, of course, Stamford Chidge and I am joined by the, uh, the well, the, the absolute superstar that is Mr. Jonathan Kidd. I mean, you know, oh, words almost Chidge. failed me for a minute. Chidge, Chidge, Chidge. How much do I owe you now? What's that's the £2.3p. Money? Okay, good stuff. I'll send you a, a cheque. Um, uh, lovely to be on the show as always. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for being on and allowing me to be on. And uh, yes, but um, it's uh, warmed by last week's performance against mm. Ottington Spurs. I am full with joy to communicate with you on the uh, on the preview to the Leeds, the Dirty Leeds game. Indeed, indeed, indeed. A point I'm going to refer to later on. Who have we got with us tonight? J.K. Well, it's a star-studded panel tonight. We have uh, uh, we have the wit, the charm, the 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 brain, the the fish, the fish-eating brain. Enough of, of me. Of uh, uh, <laughs> of the excellent Mr. Mark Meehan, who I met at the Riverside Studios during the week. So it was uh, it was uh, it was rather rather propitious and serendipitous. Mm to meet him and go because oh, I was cycling past at speed I may say and I came back to Mark Meehan and you said oh Jonathan Kidd and uh, we we hugged and um, and we're getting married next week no 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 um, and um, and we're uh, we uh, we had a nice chat and that was um, uh, when was that on the Sunday Sunday morning it was wasn't it was it the Sunday? Uh, fr- Friday evening sorry Friday evening guess goes to show how I've remembered yeah remembered it well <laughs> and you were probably evening. late coming on the fan cast as a result for as last week's preview yeah, show yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes only, that's right I only had 20 minutes to get there I've remembered now yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yes because I was um, I was at Hammersmith Bridge but um, yeah that's uh, that's uh, that's one of the guests we've got tonight the the excellently witty uh, brain of Stamford Bridge Mr Mark Meehan good to see you Mr Meehan um Obviously, first time you've been on this season, but of course we saw you lots in the summer with the fifty years show. Good to didn't see we? you. Yeah, 
He's on he's on <laughs> he's on reverb at the moment, but don't let it worry us. Um we've also got uh who else have we got? We have our resident journalist, do we not, JK? Yes, it's it's Mr. Liam Toomey. No, it's not. <laughs> it, sh- it should have been Liam. But they, it should have I been know, Liam. but they swap yeah. they swap round like adults. They worked it out between them, which oh, I very I'm really impressed with. Yeah, it it, um, it is the excellent journalist from uh, Football London who we are always immensely pleased to have because mm. he he gives us information that uh, we have yeah. no possibility of obtaining. It gives a balanced view from my. Uh, my deductions, which are frequently rubbish. Uh, Mr. Adam Newsom. Lovely to see you, Adam. Looking well as well? Thank you very much. I'm thrown now that uh, JK didn't do the shtick yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. He was on. Um, he's very pl- uncertain. He's, now, he's playing with you, Adam. He's playing with you, mate. Yeah, he's messing with your mind. mind. Yeah. yeah. He does. It's it's really lovely to see you, not least because we didn't expect you tonight. So it's it's a lovely surprise for us. I hope it's a nice surprise for our listener as well. Uh, right, as you all know by now, uh, this is normally a show in three parts, apart from when I can't be asked to go and find somebody from the opposition to talk to, in which case it's two parts. Tonight is, in fact, two parts because I couldn't be asked to go and find somebody from the opposition to talk to. Not just because it's dirty leads and we don't like them. I've just been very busy. So it is a two-part tonight. First part, as always... We're going to be talking to Adam about uh, really the press conference and any, any other kind of Chelsea news from this week. And then in part two, and me and Mark and uh, JK and Adam, if he wants to hang around, are going to have a preview of the, apparently according to my uh, running order, Leeds versus Chelsea versus Spurs, which would be quite some match, I think. But wow. there you go. 22 against 11. Come yeah. On. We'll take them all on. We'll take them all on. We played last week. Yeah. We'll beat them. We'll beat them all yeah. at the same Are time. We back? Are we back in Italy with the Moretti tournament again? Yeah. So we play Leeds in the first yeah. half and Spurs in the second. It could well be, mate. It's all very weird. Uh, Chidge is not very good at cut and paste, I think. There's the deduction I make there. It's good, though. That's good, isn't it, Chidge? It means you don't cut and paste like some of these accounts that just appear to be... Uh, that have been been so proven to be wrong that uh, I'm surprised that they still have any subscribers. But well, what indeed. do I do? Indeed. Uh, right, Adam, uh, I don't know if you were at the presser today or not. I, you were at the presser. Jolly good. Yeah. OK, you can you can reveal. We should have a competition when Adam's on, really, shouldn't we? Uh, which is to guess, guess the question that Adam asked. That would be quite a good uh, sweepstake, I think. Anyway, my first point, really, Adam, having... I didn't watch it, but I read all about it. Funnily enough, from Football.London. Uh, injury crisis already. Kante's out for weeks. Broger for days. Kovacic is still out. Pulisic is a doubt. What's going on, mate? Yeah, it's not taken long, has it? Nope. Uh, to get back into this situation. Um, I guess, yeah, the, the most concerning out of those is, is N'Golo Kante, of course. Um it's very frustrating given his preseason was very good by all accounts. The fact he didn't actually go to America seemingly helped because it enabled Chelsea to put him on this sort of individual tailored regime and he looked great against Udinese. Um, maybe not so great against Everton, but in that sort of the 75 odd minutes he was on the pitch against Tottenham, he was fantastic and it all looked very good. And then one stretch for a ball and something goes and we're back at this position of being concerned about Kante again. And yeah, as, as you said, it's looking uh, like it'll be weeks he'll be out for. We tend to get this situation with Kante now as well, where I think Chelsea maybe stopped giving time frames on his injuries because it was, you know, if someone would say, oh, he's, he'll be back in three or four weeks. And then at six weeks, you'll sort of go, well, where the hell is N'Golo at this point? So um, yeah, we'll see how long it does take him to get fully back, but it is a massive shame. And coupled with the, the Mateo Kovacic injury, which... Is one that he's been nursing since pre-season, really. Um, 
you're kind of looking at that midfield all of a sudden and going, oh, are we are we maybe one short? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Jorginho's there. You've got you've got Conor Gallagher. You've got uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek. Um, but beyond oh, that, what about Billy Gilmore? Is he so out of the frame? Uh, I'm not 100% sure what exactly is going on with Billy in terms of his training because he doesn't appear to be with the first team squad. Um, Ethan Ampadu still is. Um, neither of those have been given squad numbers officially anyway this summer. So um, from what I understand about Gilmore is is that there are loan options on the table. Um, Rangers being one of them, isn't it? I'm not 100% sure on, on the clubs exactly. Um, Everton, Adam? Not 100% sure on the clubs exactly. You're sounding like Tuchel, uh, not committing himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his poker face on. I think what we can deduce is that Adam does know, but he cannot reveal what yeah, he knows. Yeah, because yeah, he's got a serious face, but then he's grinning amidst the <laughs> You've got a massive tell there, Adam, I've got to say, mate. <laughs> um <laughs> But I think from what they're, you know, from what I hear in Gilmore is obviously after the Norwich loan last year, there there's a, a very there's a keen desire to make sure that this loan is the right loan and it's going to be far more beneficial for him. So, yeah, whether or not I I, I don't think he's going to be involved in any sort of respect for Chelsea this season. Um, Ampadu is probably the more interesting one because he is still training with the first team and can play midfield if if really needed. But um, I don't envisage we get to that point unless it's. Um, Unless Chelsea don't get what they want to do in the transfer market, and and Kovacic is out longer term as well. Then he's got eighteen players available, didn't he? In the presser, that's all he's got to choose from. So, interesting. Yeah, well, what he said about Kante last season was every single time he got injured, it interrupted his flow. Mm. It interrupted because he was a player who he got into rhythms, and and if he was playing at his best, he just maintained that level. So this must be an enormous. It is an enormous blow. Well, we can see. It, it, yeah, I mean, is it ever, mate? Uh, I mean, the other thing, Adam, you know, we, we touched upon this a bit last season because he was getting injured a lot. Should we really be worried about, as I said in the in the in the running order, should we be worried about Kante's future? Dot 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 again? Question mark because it was sporadic last year. I mean, it, it's so annoying. He was brilliant against Spurs. I mean, I said on Monday night he looked back to the Kante that we know and love. And he was ratting around everywhere. Brilliant. I mean, you know, he he was the guy that passed the ball to Sterling. He passed the ball to James for that absolutely superb goal. This is the Kante we love to see. But, I mean, if he's getting injured all the time and he can't play, he's no good to us if he's not on the pitch. Should we be worried? I'm not sure if we should be worried. I mean, obviously, he's out of contract next summer. And I don't think at this point there probably should be a massive rush on either side to really talk about extending um from Chelsea's perspective obviously as you say he when he's on it he's absolutely brilliant um but if you've only got this guy for 40% of your matches all season can you justifiably renew him on a new contract um and he's on big money um deservedly so yeah. given his his level of performance but he is on big money but can you guarantee this guy a two two year contract three year contract when you can't guarantee that he'll be around for more than half your games, no, um, exactly. no matter how good he is for the other half. Well, um, and I think that's the problem that Chelsea face, is how do you really play this? And from my perspective, I'd maybe, you know, look, I don't think Kanto's a sort of guy to get to January and then start talking to every single club going like other players have. I may be wrong, but I don't think that's in his makeup. 
maybe you do give it, you know, you give it a few more months, you see how he comes back from this injury, you see how he reacts to it, whether or not he can get back to his level again, and then maybe come near the end of the season, as long as Kante obviously hasn't uh, communicated to you, he wants to go somewhere else, maybe then you have a conversation and, and see where he's at, but it is a very difficult one for Chelsea to try and handle this uh, this season. Mm. Mark? Yeah, just looking at the numbers for the people who like to torture numbers so they confess to anything. Um, if you look at the last three seasons in terms of the Premier League, when he first started with us, he was hardly missing a game in the Premier League. The last three seasons have been 20, 24 and 21 starts. Mm. So he's missed a lot of Premier League football in the last few seasons. And his overall appearances are being sort of like on a gradual decline. You know, nearly 50 games the first sort of couple of years to sort of 31 last season as starts, although he did have 11 subs appearances. I don't, I don't think it's sort of something to worry about. I don't think he's in decline because I thought he was magnificent last week against Tottenham. It was hard for them to play against 12 men. The two of them were back. His twin brother was back, back with him. Twins. Yeah, but I think this is where the importance of the squad and the depth of the squad well, is going I, to be really important this season. I think we're going to need, we're going to need a big boat. Well, yeah. I was going to get onto that now, actually. Yeah. But I mean, before that, I think maybe it's about time we had a banner, uh, you know, uh, parodying the wonderful South Park. If anybody remembers that, remember Kenny? Oh my God, yeah. they've killed Kenny. We should have one with Kante. Oh my God, we've killed Kante because I think actually Chelsea have killed him. Really, I mean, it, you know, Sarri particularly in that season playing him in the. You know, the Europa Cup. He's not really been the same since. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Mark's right. Um, uh, already we're seeing that we need a squad of depth. If if Tuchel's only got 18 fit players at the moment, that says it all. I thought it was really interesting what he said, actually, in response to a, a bit of that, Adam. But maybe this was your question. I do not know. But, uh, you know, he says, we're, I mean, he came out with the set answer, but I like the set answer, which is we're looking for high quality and personality that suits our group and club. So it tells me that they they have got some rhyme and reason, which really goes against all the evidence that I'm seeing at the moment. I mean, you know, Todd Bowley, as our sporting director, seems to be running around like a, you know, a kid let loose in a sweet shop with his dad's credit card. Yeah, it has appeared a little bit like that at times this summer um, with a new name seemingly every day. Um it makes that that statement does it's intriguing just because we know Chelsea are now trying to go after Aubameyang. I think we spoke about this last week when I was on um, just how Aubameyang as a personality doesn't necessarily fit into the Chelsea group as seamlessly as as maybe other players. But Tuchel seems confident enough that he can handle Aubameyang, and obviously he has done before, so there is that going in its favour. Um, beyond that, it's you know look, Wesley Fofana is is one that should happen. Um, I believe he's been, he's, he's, he's either asked to not play for Leicester tomorrow or Leicester have taken that decision that he's not playing tomorrow. One of the two It's difficult to get the uh, true line on that. Um, is he a way, decent player for Fowler? I don't remember. I don't do you know. Remember the, 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 oh, do you remember? Of course you remember when Leicester beat us in the FA Cup final. Oh, I'm uh, going to be sick. <laughs> was, was he playing against us? He was and he was very, very good. Um, in that game. Um, but he's a player Chelsea have, have liked for a long time, despite, you know, he did have an absolutely horrific injury. Um, a really bad, leg, uh, yeah, a really bad leg break. But he's come back from that. Chelsea have obviously deemed that he's come back from that strongly enough to, to really go after him hard. And, and look, you, when players are either asking to be left out of the squad or the clubs are taking that decision, 
it suggests that there is obviously a deal to be done. It's just about finding the, the figure that everyone agrees upon. So I'm I still believe that's going to happen. Um, and then you get into the the sort of bit more obscure ones like Anthony Gordon, which is is legitimate, but I can't entirely tell you why. Um, beyond the fact that Thomas Tuchel likes him, um, likes his directness, likes his pace, but yep, fine. Um, I don't quite get it personally. Um, and then you've got Frankie de Jong, who Chelsea would like to get, but he is adamant. He, at the moment, anyway, is adamant that he's not leaving Barcelona, partly because he's owed 18 million euros, which is a fair incentive to stay at a club until you're paid that. Why don't, um, why don't Chelsea pay him 18 million quid then? Well, I mean, they could, but would you want Chelsea to pay 18 million quid to bail out Barcelona? No, not really. But if they want Frankie de Jong and he's, he's as good as people say he is, then why not? I guess the justification is, well, the other, sorry, the other half of this is is that de Jong doesn't want to leave because he's settled and he, apparently his wife's very settled in Barcelona and, mm. and you know, you do have to listen to your, your other half of the point. More for uh, him, I say. Just think, <laughs> where, where would this show be if we all had that attitude, for God's sake? I don't know. Um so there we go. So you've managed brilliant. Adam, you're a legend. You, you, you nailed the Gordon Fafana, Frankie de Jong and Aubameyang uh, questions that I had set. Apparently, we've made a signing today. Somebody called uh, David Cassidy. No, not David Cassidy. Shazare Cassidy. Now, I, I actually, because I'm, because I'm, I know <laughs> you people. come up with David Cassidy? Do you know what? That? I cannot lie. Like George Washington, I cannot tell a lie. That okay. actually came down from the great Marco Worrell. Oh, was it? Okay. I have nicked it off Marco. Now, um, people think I Are don't... Are you a daydreamer, Chidge? Uh, no, but I am a believer. Uh, uh, Chidge, how can I be sure whose surname is Cassidy? Yeah. I don't know. Good. Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> you were slow there. I was a bit. I was, so a bit. I was a bit. Oh, very, very Sorry, good. Adam, Adam, they're all... They're all the David Cassidy songs. You probably know that now. But Adam, put that together, yeah. Look, if, if, if Adam had been born then, then he would have had a poster of David Cassidy on his wall, obviously. But now listen, people think I don't do any research or homework for this show. They would be right, apart from on one point. I did actually uh, message my uh, great mate, Sheridan Bird, who you may know, uh, Adam, but he he's a football writer and commentator over in Italy. He's a Fucking brilliant bloke. I love Shezza. Shezza was on the first fan cast we ever did. Uh, anyway, I, I, I texted him and I said, is this David Cassidy lad from Inter any good? So that was my highly intelligent question about Chelsea's new signing. And he said, I will ask around. I'm suspicious of midfielders from Italian football because Syria A is slow motion. And when he said that, my first thought was Jorginho. But anyway... That aside, um, I don't know anything about him, really. Do you know anything and about Lukaku. him? And Lukaku, of course. Well, don't even go there. Role. Cement mixer. Uh, anyway, Adam, do you know anything about Cesare Casadei? I will be very honest and say that I don't know a great deal about him. I don't watch a great deal of Italian youth football. Oh, don't so, you? um, really, Adam? Didn't no, you watch Inter no. Milan last season? Yeah, I thought you were uh, the youth yeah. team. I thought you were. <laughs> so I don't know too much about him I'll be honest um, it seems a signing with um, sort of the future in mind from Chelsea's part he's, it sounds like he's going to very much split training between the de- development squad and, and the senior squad um, this is all Chelsea trying to put in a succession plan for Jorginho and Kante whether or not people like Chukwemenka and Cassidy go on to do that obviously we'll, we'll find out in the years ahead but um it is an attempt from Chelsea to, to lay foundations and, and not perhaps 
end up doing what they've done in, in a lot of recent seasons and spending a lot of money on players who then don't turn out to actually be that good. This is a this is an attempt to try and get these players integrated at Chelsea to, as I think Tuchel said earlier, you know, learn what Chelsea's about, learn what the demands of the club are about um, at a young age so that when they are deemed ready for first-team football, then they know um, what they have to do. I mean, the counter-argument is what about the own you know, the club's own academy graduates. But um, maybe let's give that some time before, you know, we can't ask for the world at this point. Chelsea try to do different things and uh, hopefully one day they'll probably realise maybe a bit more the value of their own as well, mm. where we won't sell for Kyo Tamori for 25 million quid. Don't go there. Mark, you've got your hand up. Yeah, I don't know if you saw today, the absolute gentleman that is Robert Ray did a brilliant tweet back to me, coming up with a song already for David Cassidy, you know, to Casey and the Sunshine Bands, Cassidy, our half, our half, I like it. Oh, oh. didn't we have that but, for uh, Batshuayi? Uh huh, uh huh. I yeah, like we it. Did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. But we did. He, he's 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 allegedly going to Manchester United. Batshuayi. Batshuayi, according to the people in the know, Bat- Manchester United want to buy Batshuayi. I very much hope so. It would fill me with joy <laughs> if that were to happen. Um, and Emerson's off as well. Where's he West off to? West Ham. West Ham. Please. Yeah. Please, could that happen? Please. Yeah. And Pulisic just going to Manchester United as well, the Indian O people are saying. Yeah. Really? And no. Chalabar's going out on loan. Yeah. yeah, Chalabar's out. Yeah, he's out as well. Right. I, I need to hit, I need to see. Where's this Manchester United Batshuayi thing? Because that would be it's, the it's, most... It's the people in the know, Adam. Yeah. Transfer, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The cut and paste merchants. Mark, yeah. Mark's making it up. Listen, one thing we do know, um, that if you read the Daily Hile, which I don't, uh, Mike Dean very appropriately writes for them. And in his column, he made this very mealy-mouthed apology for being a twat. Uh, like me... What's the twat? What's the twat? Okay, a Gareth. Uh, yeah. Or a Conte, as we've now reappropriated, haven't we? Yeah. 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 Uh, like like uh, me, our dear leader, Thomas Tuchel, was not impressed, was he, uh, Adam, in the presser when asked about it? No, not particularly. Um, he, I, I did quite enjoy Tuchel's response to this was, well, when you've made that big a mistake, you can't not but admit it. So, um, yeah, there's not very really much you can really He let Taylor off the hook, though, didn't he? He said it wasn't the referee's fault. He said because but... he, it, it, he, 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 having said that, he was standing in front of the bloody thing, so you think he would have noticed it himself, Taylor. But he said, you know, you pass it off to the video the video people because they watch it and they can see it and they can play it back. So, but what I find even more incriminating is there are six of the bastards sitting together in their referees uniforms in Stockley Park and still he managed to not give the decision. Did they not say, but Mike, he's grabbed his hair, sir, Mr. Dean, surely it must be a foul or do they just defer as they always do this deference to the God that is Mike Dean, to the God that is Anthony Taylor, to their strutting about egomaniacal idiocy. I I think there's more that, you know, there will be more coming. Um, I don't think Tuchel's let Taylor off the hook. There's, uh, there was a bit more discussion in the embargo. Oh, in the, in the second bit. Yeah, good. Um, good. Blimey. I, I don't think he's let, let him off the hook. Do you think he'll get in more trouble because of that? Because basically he's facing an investigation by the FA as his Conte, or is that just for the, the handshakes and handbags? Chirchi's he, he's been fined already. He's just hot off the press. All right, tell me, tell me more. Uh, he, he got double the fine to Conte. Conte got fined fifteen k. He got right. fined thirty five k in a one match ban. It's completely absurd. Below me, um, it was all started. I kept saying this by the 
um, by Conti's assistant, who just every single time Tuchel went to speak to the fourth official, got up and stood there threateningly. Did you see that, Adam? The bald guy, the guy with the receiving uh, gun. I didn't, actually. Yeah, it happened every time. And when they first went to each other, it was Conte who butted Tuchel in the head. Did he you see he that? couldn't reach that far. He went up like that. And on, just what, that. On, a, on a platform? Oh, you he could reach that far. He went down. They both Haven't you seen how other. tall Tuchel is and how well, short went, Conte well, is? I'm sorry, their heads touched in some reason, and it was Conte doing it first. Apparently, Conte kept on telling Chelsea's bench to fuck off, I read somewhere this week. Yeah, but they... Vafongul, they kept they were, on they saying. They were absolutely on at them all the time. It was a concerted effort yeah. by oh, I agree. Spurs. I agree. I agree. Absolutely set up. I was watching it all the time. Anyway, Adam, do you want to answer me and JK's rants, or, or should we let Mark in, who's had his <laughs> hand up? Let's let Mark in. All right, okay. Calm down, I'll... calm down. I'll, I'll have a minor rant, but first I wanted to answer Adam's earlier question. Uh, the people in the know about Christian Pulisic going to Manchester United are called Sport Bible News. I oh, know, the Pulisic one I've heard, the yeah, Batch yeah. I one is... I'll, I'll find the Batch I one. I'll, 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 but uh, the Mike, Mike Dean thing, I, I'm sort of torn on this. I can't work out whether or not Mike Dean is an egomaniac. No, hang on, hang on. Which he clearly might be, or he's been thrown under the bus by the PGMO MOL, you know, by sort of like coming out yes. and sort of saying what he said and deflecting everything away from the real villain of the piece, who isn't actually Mike Dean, it's Anthony Taylor. So I think psychologists might call this deflection. Yeah, yeah. but this one in would. Terms of, yeah, this one certainly would. Uh, but I think in terms of Dean, like I don't know if you sort of see Chris, um, Christopher Sutton, who, who's in our Prem Predictions League, apparently. Um, he basically said, "Good on Mike Dean for fronting this up." Well, actually, I've, I've read what Mike Dean wrote for the Daily Fail, and the one word missing when you do things is the word "sorry." I didn't, I didn't actually see the word "sorry" in there. You know, so. There was all this, you know, well, I only had a couple of seconds. I only had this. I only had that. Well, where, where was the apology? And the other fundamental issue I have with Mike Dean as well, he's being paid a fee by this newspaper to make this statement. Four days after, the PGMOL said, like, move along now. Nothing to see here. You know, and I thought, well, hang on a minute. You know, this is in four days. You know, nothing to see. And now he's actually accepting money from a national newspaper where he's saying, actually, you know, I, I got it wrong. You know, it's just the double standard in this is just incredible. And although I wouldn't say I'm his biggest fan, I heard Simon Jordan today and he was brilliant. He just described Dean as like mealy mouth cobblers. <laughs> Good on him. <laughs> mealy mouth cobblers. You only had a few seconds. That's your job. You know? <laughs> Love it. That's what you're meant to do in VAR. Make a, make, make a decision. Uh, and I think the final thing, I would sort of say about this whole Mike Dean thing is, you know, if he's going to use a national newspaper to talk about refereeing decisions and VAR decisions, well, sure, it's fair game now. If I'm Sky, you know, and I'm BT Sport and Amazon Prime, you should be pushing the PGMOL, say, right, we want after-match interviews here with the match referee or the VAR system. Because you know what? If they're on the screen after games or even an hour after the games to calm things down, some good pundits and some good people working in football will rip them apart in no time at all. Mm. Very sage words, say, Adam. I was going to say, I have to say, there is something uncomfortable about an, a match official, even one who is now solely on VAR, 
giving his views in a paid-for piece in a national newspaper. It You're absolutely right, Adam. sets up a dangerous precedent of, yeah, potential content avenues, which you just don't want to start getting into and thinking about when someone's paid to produce a piece like that. But anyway. Not good at all. Not good at all. Um, Let's turn our thoughts to Sunday's big match, uh, Super Sunday, as Sky would have it. Um, I, again, I, I, I picked out a couple of quotes from Tommy T, and I think he absolutely he nailed it, really, Adam. Expecting a high-intensity game, a high-pressing team from Leeds, and a very emotional stadium. Yeah, that's about the size of it, isn't it? The other thing I, that really caught my eye, which has a little bit to do with perhaps what might happen on Sunday, is when he was asked about... Uh, ben Chilwell. I wonder if you asked this one. Actually, it had a, it had a whiff of Adam about it about Ben Chilwell versus Marco Cucurella, and he said, "Well, they're different because Ben's a clear wing back, whereas Cucurella is both." He, I think, when he said a back three, I mean, he, he started off talking about a back four, so I'm a bit confused by that. But anyway, he thinks that Chilwell can't play as a traditional defender, as in a left back or or left centre back. Certainly can't play as a left centre back, whereas Cucurella can play there and wing back. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and to be honest, I actually wrote about this earlier in the week. Um, it Who wasn't knew? Well. Who knew? Very well. <laughs> Thank you, you Jay. Very well indeed. It was a lovely article. Praise um, indeed. Just because we spoke to Chilwell before we went out to America, and he made it very, very clear to us that a big motivating factor for him in his recovery from injury was the World Cup. He really wanted to get back. Uh, this summer to make sure you know he was in contention to give himself as big a chance as possible to go uh, come November. Now he's obviously done that. He worked very hard to get back, and then you see Chelsea go out and sign a sixty odd million pound left back. And of course, at that point there is that competition. And I thought Kukurea was was excellent against Tottenham actually. Um, Brilliant. And it, Brilliant. And it now and it now does give took all this uh this sort of debate as to who he goes with but left wing back and yes took all highlighting that Kukurea can play as a left centre back um is is fair but I mean how often do we envisage that happening especially in the big games when you've got Khalidu Kulibali as well. So I think most games will be a toss up between Chilwell and Kukurea and if you're Chilwell you're you're looking at that and and you know same about Kukurea because he'll want to go to the World Cup with Spain. Um both of them will want to go to the World Cup and there's only so many minutes that they can play in their preferred positions. So it is going to be very interesting how Tickle handles that um, in the next few weeks. And, and just to comment on the back end of that, he did actually say, didn't he, in the presser, that he wants a squad that challenges. Yeah. They all yeah. challenge each other in all these positions. So in a sense, that's that's just his philosophy. He wants that. But um, I think that it speaks volumes that... Uh, um, that Chilwell was in the development squad this week because he he was off the pace against Everton. He you know all right he got there in the penalty area for the for the penalty when we got the penalty. But you can't at the moment. Kukurea is is streets ahead fitness. But it, it, you can just tell just looking at them both. So sorry, Mark, to get in the way. But... No, all, all I was going to say is I, what I liked about Adam. He has done the actually correctly the correct pronunciation. Kukurea. Well, I am. I'm half Spanish, aren't I? So that's the... yeah, so exactly, Adam. You know, so you, I, I, I would go with your pronunciation rather than people who think it rhymes with Estrella. Yeah. So is it Estrella then? Estrella, isn't it? It would be Estrella and eat paella. Paella. Yeah. Paella. Yeah. He, he comes yeah. from Australia. Yeah. Yeah. And his hair is fucking massive, eh? Yeah. 
yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's we clearly sorted that out for us. Um, so, Adam, how, how do you how do you see it going on Sunday, mate? I mean, I, I as it happens, I mean, with a little bit of a tease here, um, I have actually got Kraya in my team. Oh, let's see your team. Let's see. No, your team. no, no. We're gonna. Woo, woo, woo. That's just my one tease. But uh. as we were talking about Chilwell and Kukaya, but how how do you see it going uh, on on Sunday, mate? Because it's it's a funny old place to go. Really, it will be. It's it'll be emotional. They hate us. They hate us. Yeah. So I I'd been to Ellen Road, Ellen Road once, and it was years ago um, when what when I covered Watford. Um, but going back there as Chelsea reporter slash with Chelsea in uh, May it was a very different experience it was a very it was the most nasty atmosphere I think I covered last year yeah, feral very feral isn't it yeah. yeah it was very feral um, let him very... die was the good one about the poor bloke who collapsed in the in the stand with us you know that's really nice isn't it they're a nice bunch you know yeah that's what I mean it, it, it was intimidating and you go there and I can I can see why players would feel that um but that being said Chelsea handled it very well um, back in May, albeit that Leeds had a player sent off. Um, but the level, and you know, Tuchel said this in the press today, the level's been set now by Chelsea. You saw what they did against Tottenham. You saw how well they played. That's that's the level now, that's the bar. And you've got to try and match that week in, week out. Of course, you know, we, we, we've all been watching football long enough to know that that won't always be possible. But at this point, when you're having week, a week to prepare for matches... Um, yeah you should be able to to produce that level of performance from a tactical perspective and from a fitness perspective. So as long as Chelsea perform like that, they'll have no problems. I don't think even with players missing, um, but Leeds are not an easy team. And uh, I did quite enjoy Jesse Marsh. Jesse Marsh was asked today, are you going to shake hands with Thomas Tuchel? Um, and he basically went, oh, yeah, hang on, he shouldn't be on the touchline, should he? He shouldn't, <laughs> good, good he shouldn't be around at all. He should be... Do you think that's going to make a difference, Adam, not having Tommy T on the touchline? He's going to be there, Chidge. He's going to be there, Chidge. Is he? His touchline ban is suspended at the moment. Ah. Um, So whilst the Independent Regulatory Commission do something, I'm not... Because because of the extenuating circumstances, I think, of of Dean apologising. That has affected... He's admitted he got it wrong, which makes it... It it doesn't, doesn't authenticate his... He's having a, a rant. Having yeah, but a I think it's about the handshake, isn't it? That's why he's got the ban. He got sent no, off for that. No, Conte, no. Would, Conte didn't get a ban. Only two yeah. people got a ban. But they both yeah. got a red card. Yeah, but yeah. Conte did not get a ban. Right. So th- th- this is punishment for what he said for, about the referee, but they're right. disguising yeah. it. But the very right. fact he's admitted it now surely must be uh, mitigation. Well, there we go. The plot thickens, does it not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're going up there on uh, Sunday, Adam? In theory. Well, yes, I'm very you, you, wary about trying to travel the morning oh. after the train strike. Well, so uh, yeah, we will see. We will see if the train runs. I, it won't run. It, I've been told it won't run. Yeah, I've heard that. Out. I've heard that too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm meant to be on the nine thirty from King's Cross, uh, and then we'll make our way when we get up north. We'll see what we can do. But yeah. yes, but I was yeah. told it's going to take. If you do get, it, it's going to take five hours because that's all the other trains are doing that at the moment. They oh, just they really... yeah. drive, mate. Seriously. Yeah. Might have to uh, adapt plans. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Well, I mean, we, we put we put a we put a shout out on the trust to the club to see if they would open up more coaches mm. because the trains aren't going to really be working much to speak of. They said they couldn't, as it happens. But uh, yeah, I think you're going to struggle if you go by train. 
we will see. We will see what happens. But we need your report, Adam. You know, we need you to be there. How else it's are we going to know? Telly, what's going on? Oh, so it is. There you go. You can tell a Yorkshireman, but you can't I'm, tell him much. I'm desperate. I'd love to get there again. So yeah. I'll be doing my, my best too. If I can't get the train, we'll see what we can do. All right. Well, we wish you massive good fortune in getting up there on Sunday so that we can read all about it afterwards because uh, you always do such a sterling job. Always lovely to see you, as as you well know. And uh, no doubt we'll see you in a couple of weeks because we'll get old Toomey on next Friday as his penance for swapping with you this week, right? <laughs> yes, that's the plan, yeah, at oh, the moment anyway. All right, lovely stuff. Adam, have a great weekend. Enjoy the game Sunday. And as always, lovely to see you. Thanks for coming on the show. You do it a credit. Take care. See you next Adam. week, see you next week Adam. Brilliant. There you go. The absolutely lovely Adam Newson from Football.London uh, with his wonderful knowledge, which he shares with us on a Friday. Uh, we're going to have a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to have our little preview of the Leeds versus Chelsea game. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show. Because, of course, it's Friday. I am Stamford Chidge and I am joined by the effusive champion 2016-17. The man is Jonathan Kidd. Oh, he's reading my T-shirt. I am. I am. Because I can read, you know. I he can, can read, you I know. Can I can, write, I can read and write. 
You know, I saw it hasn't gone completely. I know that's gone, mate. I tell you. I mean, I was at Lords yet. Lords on Wednesday. I couldn't see a blind thing, mind you. I was very, very, very drunk. So there you go. Anyway, um, we got the lovely Jonathan Kidd, and of course we've got the absolute diamond, in, the diamond that is Mark Meehan on on the Friday night show. Good to You're see you, mate. You're a gem. He's a You're gem. A gem mate. What yeah. is he, JK? He's a gem. He's a gem. Yeah. He's a right gem. Aren't you? Thank you, thank you very much for very, very, very kind words, both of you. There you I, go. I, I feel, I feel touched. Yeah. Yeah. Not in that way. Not in that way. Not in that way. <laughs> quite right. Quite right. No, if, very if nice. I could, both if I could get that. through to you from the Zoom, I, I'd give you a hug. Oh, oh we hugged, we hugged last Friday. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was very, very, very nice. As we were saying earlier, outside the Riverside Studios in Hammersmith, as you whizzed by on your bike. Yeah. And, J- I, and I was drinking then. Yeah. JK's full of love tonight. It's a good thing to see. Keep it up, JK. This is the this is the version of JK we we love as well. So there you but go. But that's that, that's probably because it's just a reflection of last weekend. Yeah. It was such a great performance last yeah. weekend. Uh, there, there's a certain yeah. You know, there's always that that you know. I always think it's a good barometer is how our fans like after the game. You know, and it was a real feel good factor despite yeah. its drawing. Yeah. Know, it was a real buzz that we played so well. We didn't deserve that draw. We deserved to win. No, yeah. definitely. We yeah. we all said the same on Monday, as you know, because you were listening. I know you were because I saw you next um, yeah. As Tommy Tuchel said in the presser, he said they, they played wonderful. He yeah. admitted it. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. He said the, the problem, as we said before in the first half, is that once you set that standard, you've got to maintain it. But he, he likes the fact that they've got four days to prepare because yeah. it gives a, an opportunity to try and. Uh, re-establish what they had against Spurs and also analyse the strengths of the opposition more as opposed to having two games a week because he then said then it starts we've got Southampton then we've got two Champions League games you know so he would like the squad to be improved but um, he said it, it, it gives conviction that they can actually play that well with these players he said yeah so uh, definitely definitely agree with that I don't think that means that Conor Gallagher is going to go. Well, it's let's talk about that right May. now. Let's talk about yes. that right now. Because, of course, as we know, when we preview uh, the weekend game, which, of course, is a way to lead, dirty leads. Dirty. Um, dirty. Bastards. Bastards. The lot of them. They're all bastards. All of them. Bloody Giles. Bloody I need you. Bloody Rainey. Bloody break. Get your medals and put them in their bin. I need you. I need you to channel... I need you yeah. to channel your inner inner Richard Sharp or Scene Bean, if you prefer. Bastard. 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 Anyway. Bastard. Right. Enough. 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 We always start the... Uh, the, the uh, shut up. Will you shut up? Will you shut up? Thank you. Uh, yeah. We always start the, uh, the preview of the weekend game with Chidge's team selection, which is kind of a hybrid of what Chidge would like. And actually, more actually, what I usually try and do, I don't put what I would like. I tend to put down what I think Thomas the Tuchel will do, and therefore I have actually made a deliberate mistake. By the way, I, I knew Kante was out, so I, I just had a brain fart. So Jorginho is obviously Kante, not not the other way around. Anyway, Mondi in goal, Koulibaly, Silva. I think he will pick Dave. I, I think he will pick Dave because I don't think he. I think he thinks that Dave will not get rinsed like he did would have done against Tottenham. The midfield, the all important midfield, because Kante is injured, uh, Jorginho is there for an absolute shoe in. Even though I think he might have been on the naughty step after the Tottenham game, um, I don't think he's going to pick Conor Gallagher. I really don't. I think he's going to put Rob, Ruben Loftus Cheek in with uh, Jorginho. He's done it before, and I can see him doing it again. Which is very annoying because I would very much like to see Conor Gallagher star. I think 
he will do tremendously well if he's given the opportunity. But there you go. Uh, Wingbacks will be Kukureya because he's rather rather wonderful and Reese James because he's absolutely wonderful. And uh, up front, our three up front will be Sterling Havertz and Mount because I think he's going to stick with that uh, until it works or until Aubameyang is signed. So there you go. So that is my team selection. Mr. Jonathan Kidd, what do you think? Uh, I agree completely. Ah, uh, I, think, I think Cheek had a very good game indeed. He did. He um, did. It, 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 possibly his best for ages and ages. Other, yep. I think, as I said, other than in a, a couple of those tin pot, um, hokey cokey amateur amateur hour games in the Europa League a couple of seasons ago. But I mean, having said that, though, uh, Gallagher's a very different player. It's a question of whether he can play the same kind of role that Kante can and I actually think he offers something very different to Cheek because he's a unbelievably tenacious um energetic player in a way that that uh, Cheek is a little bit it's all a bit languorous and tall and uh and hullet like with great power and um uh he did still in the Spurs game do a couple, couple of things when he got into the penalty area and he should actually have shot he still does that thing of beating an extra player but I, I, as I say, he, he he was he was excellent um, uh, in, inter interchanging with with James, and of course James sat on Son completely, which was a wonderful piece of wonderful tactic because Son didn't figure at all in the Spurs side, and Son is a really good player. So um, I would prefer personally Gallagher to play, and mm-hmm. we were we were the, the 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 we were thinking the problem is if Gallagher doesn't, and he happens to buy another midfielder, does Gallagher think my future isn't here at the club? Um, and what does he do? Because he wants to play for England, so he's got to keep playing in the work, going to play in the World Cup. Um, so it's actually rather a his selection in the side with Conte being injured is actually rather important. I suppose it also it could be that he plays cheek and then brings Gallagher on. If Gallagher plays a half, he'd be happy with that. But I would really like to see Gallagher start because even in the little cameo he gave us for ten minutes against Spurs. His ability to track back and tackle and start attacks off again yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, there was a couple of tackles he did, but he just thought, "God, that is so." He's a creative tackle. You know, he comes back and gets the ball completely in an environment. You think it's almost against the run of play because he's he's run so hard, and he did the same for Palace, and he he does it all the time. It's his his work rate and also his ability to get to the penalty area is very Frank like, and we haven't got anybody like that. But it's no. a very it's different to. Um, to Ngolo, I just like to. We don't know what's happening in training. Perhaps he's encouraging him at this moment to play exactly that kind of role. In which case, we'll see him start. Well, so I, think, I, I, I really would love to see it. Yeah, yeah. I, my too. hunch is that he'll play Loftus Cheek there. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. I think he will. But I would like to see him yeah, start with Gallagher. Likewise, um, uh, I think you're absolutely right. Sterling Havertz Mount. I can't see. I think Sterling's being a little bit um, uh, snuffed out by having to play the role. Because he's not, unlike at City where he came in from the wing, he seems to be playing in the holes between Havertz and Mount. But I think, I think as a three, I thought Mount was fabulous against Tottenham. Fabulous performance. He'll be up but for it against Leeds. Yeah, the work, but also the work rate and the the skill. I thought they were, they were, I thought they were all terrific up front as well. And poor old Havertz um, fouled ridiculously and the linesman does nothing about it because the linesman is deferring to, um, of course, to the, uh, the, the godlike Taylor um, when he's chopped to the ground, um, um, but no, I, I think that I think there are I think there are terrific possibilities with all three of those. Kukurea is is top banana for me. Really fantastic player, great purchase 
really, really excellent. And and I said, as I said before, um, Chilwell's got to be at the top of his game, but there are so many matches coming that he will be at the top of his game. He played for the development squad during the week and I, and and he, he's got to get fitter. But he is a top player. We've got two top players at the back. Koulibaly, of course, was a monstrous, fantastic player. And um, Dave gets, I agree completely, I think, because Chalabar isn't, um, doesn't appear to be in the frame. And Dave playing in a three is much more, he's much more capable in a three than playing wing back. And I think Dave therefore stays. So I agree with you there, Chidge. Mm. So I actually um, uh, agree with your selection uh, completely other than that he might play um, uh, he'll play Jorginho, obviously. He might play Gallagher. But other than that, I think uh, the team was so good, it's really likely that he'll stay with the continuity yeah, of that. I'm with you there. Mark, I tell you what would be a real turn-up for the books, that he plays Cheek and Gallagher in midfield, and oh. not Jorginho. Oh! Well, funny you should say that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't checked notes beforehand. Yeah, The, the hopeless romantic in me would probably love to opt for that. Because um, I thought, uh, as J.K. has said, I thought Loftus-Cheek was superb last week. He was our best player in the first half. He was magnificent. And part of me sort of thinking, do you know what? It would be absolutely fantastic. And obviously, Jorginho was on the naughty step with Tuchel, I hear, after you know, the mistake that led to one of Spurs' goals. Part of me said, you know, because I'm a hopeless romantic you know, when it comes to football, wouldn't it be marvellous if we had a cheap Gallagher midfield? Uh, I, I would just think that would be absolutely amazing. My sensible head says probably not, um, but I just want Gallagher to play in this game. I really do. I, you know, if you kept the same 10 from last week and substituted Gallagher for Kante, I think that would be the perfect team. You know, don't break what's not, you know, don't fix what's, what's not broken. Kante's out. Gallagher, I think, has to start playing soon. I think there's a real risk we could lose you know, what is a tremendous prospect. He's got the potential to be you know, the new Frank Lampard. Um, but also, he's not afraid to mix it. And we, we're going to need people to, you know, mix it with dirty leads on Sunday in their midfield. So um, I'd like to say both of them, you know, but I think from a Tuchel point of view, he'll probably go with the 10 plus Gallagher. If he was really going off the wall and off the chart, Tuchel, and, and actually, which he sometimes did last season to confuse all of us with team selection, you know, what if he went four four two, you know, and he brings Chilwell in, and then you have a midfield of James Loftus, you know, James Gallagher, um, Jorginho, and Kukurea, and Sterling and Mount up front and Havertz on the bench. Mm-hmm. If he was really trying to confuse the hell out of us, but you, um, you've confused the hell out of me already, then Mark. <laughs> I don't think you play four 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 fucking I, yeah. Mark. As you well know on this show, it has to be always called four four fucking two. Uh, I, I'm not sure he'll do a Mike Bassett on us. So, yeah, I, w- I would go with your, your 10 and I'd substitute Gallagher for Cheek. Well, I, I like you like JK. I mean, I, I would I would I would be absolutely ecstatic if that was to be the case, but I don't see it anyway. I tell you what will be interesting, given the injuries we've got, who, who will be on the bench and also given all the transfer loan shenanigans that may or may not be happening. So I've got no That's idea. Party? Should we, well, should I, we do the bench? I know. Let's not do the bench. Let's just wait, <laughs> let's just wait to see what happens on Sunday. I'm just intrigued because I think that will be interesting. Um, look, talking of injuries, um, our doughty opponents are also in the shit. Uh, they've got injuries, long-standing injuries to Ailing, Bogut, Dallas with his broken leg, Furpo, and uh, 
dear old Patrick Bamford, once of this parish, uh, got injured at the weekend. The Cooper, game, yeah. yeah. Bamford, Cooper, and Gelhart are all doubtful. I'm I'm glad about Gelhart being doubtful because he's a good player and he scored against us, didn't he, at home last season? Or was it the one before? I can't remember now. Uh, anyway, uh, and of course they lost Rafina and Phillips, who are arguably their two best players uh, in the summer in the transfers. So, you know, there's a there's a there's there's a theory to say well, this is a much weakened uh, lead side from last season anyway, and they've got more injuries than we have. I'm not convinced about their manager, I have to say. Um, and they threw away a two-goal uh, lead against Southampton, which I'm delighted by because it got me a spot on in the Prem Predictions League. I had 2-2. Two, two. Ha ha. Uh, I got a couple, Tridge. Well, we get, don't worry. We're going to do the Prem. You're going to get an honourable mention. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, they threw away a two-goal lead away against Southampton. They beat Wolves, who I think are pretty shit. So they haven't actually played anybody decent yet. So, you know, it makes it makes me think, oh, yeah, we'll be all right. We've played brilliantly against Spurs, pretty much the same team. We should romp this. However, I didn't know this fact at all. This came up in the press conference, funnily enough. Uh, Tuchel didn't know it either. But Chelsea have never won, never won, back-to-back matches at Ellen Road, which is astonishing. In fact, if I, I delved a little bit deeper, as I do on a Friday, JK... Um, our Premier League record, because as we all know, football was invented in 1992. Um, the Premier League record is uh, we've played 14. Of course, Leeds were out of the Premier League for a long time, 15 or so years. We've played 14 matches. We've only won three. We've drawn five and we've lost six. We lost three back to back between 95 and 98. Uh, so it's not a massively happy hunting ground, although uh, in recent history, since Leeds came back, we're unbeaten. We had a nil-nil draw up there during the lockdown, and we we walloped them three-nil last year, largely because they got somebody sent off. But uh, yeah, we've never won back-to-back matches at Ellen Road. To, to Ellen Road, J.K. Well, there's going to be a chance of it happening in there. It'd be nice to see the change because it's going to happen. Would it happen as like? I uh, as like as like as if my ferret was stuffed Aye. up. With we'll have to celebrate with a pint of John Smith's. If that, Aye, well, if that do it. happen, Aye. we will on Monday. Aye. <laughs> but I mean, I couldn't believe it. Seriously, I'm really surprised. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I am really surprised because I mean, I'm presuming that they mean ever. So like throughout history and the ding-dongs yeah, we've had with Leeds. a lot of time in the lower divisions prior to um, prior to coming up because they they weren't in, a, in it when and until Revy took them over I think they were in the second division weren't they? All right. For that. So uh, it's not as if there've been huge numbers of encounters. Yeah. I mean the 70s of course we were both Yeah, I mean we played them in the second division a fair amount. Mark, can you you know what 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 say you? Your memory goes back very well, or you remember more than we both do. Yeah, I I think that is a remarkable stat, and I'm trying to think back. You know, when when did we? And I I can't remember that we did. So that that's you know, that's a good stat and probably the right stat. You know, it's it's never been a great hunting grounds. You know, Ellen Road even like look look back in history, and you've given that example. Played fourteen in Premier League times, and we've only won three. And if you think when we were playing against them in the 1970s, you know, we didn't have a great record at, at, at Ellen Road, you know. In the 90s, they were a very good team indeed as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we won. I remember us winning up there in the 90s where 
we were two 0 down and we won three two. But I think o- overall, I think if you look back in history, we haven't got that many wins at Ellen Road. You know, I've I've been there quite a few times on the end of bad defeats, and I'm trying to think of the number of occasions we actually won up there, and it's it's not many. And even in Osgood's day, like in the 1970s, I can't remember, you know, us us getting a win at Ellen Road, you know, back in them days either. Yeah, I'm I'm looking down now through, uh, you know, 11 v 11, which is brilliant for this kind of schmozzle. And uh, no, I mean, it's it, it, it is absolutely true. I'm trying to find two back to back wins at Ellen Road. No, I cannot find any. I mean, in the 70s, obviously, when we were shit, we lost one, two, three, four, five, six matches. This is between 74 and 78 on the spin and then we had another horrible trot in the early 90s and we're getting back into what we all already know about so yeah i think uh i think it's a true stat so how no chidge you are absolutely spot on i've just checked bounder uh which we know and love uh and yep we won a couple of times there in the 1930s we didn't win again at ellen road for 50 years wow yeah, 50 years. Then we won in our promotion season in 88-9. We then won in the mid-90s. And then you've given that example where we've won three. You know, Yeah, that's one of them. Three in the last sort of like... Um, well, since, since the Premier well, since League. Premier League since, yeah. since, since football was invented. Yeah, exactly. so we've actually won at Ellen Road in our history only six times. Wow. Bloody yeah. hell. That yeah. I didn't know. Christ, that's... Yeah. This is a bogey team up there. I had no idea. Yeah, I know we had a bad record, but I didn't yeah. think it was that bad. No, nor yeah. did I. Nor did yeah. I. I mean, we know it's a pretty grim place to go. Yeah. JK, um, Tuchel uh, alluded... I mean, like, great presser from Tuchel today, by the way, I thought. But he alluded to something which I thought was very interesting about the way that Leeds play. You know, they're very high intensity, a lot of pressing. And he says what that does is that that causes mistakes and chaos. And that's what they, they profit from because they're very good at... You know, uh, make you know, forcing you into an error, getting the ball and scoring quickly. It's all very quick. Um, and he said, you have to when you play Leeds and you play the way that we do, which is to try and keep possession. You have to accept that you're going to make mistakes, you know, and 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 deal with that. Which I thought was very very interesting, very untuchel like in that way. But given the way that they play, um, I mean, I, I was going to say after the Everton game when I thought we made lots of sloppy mistakes, I would be worried. Having seen us play against Tottenham, where I thought we kept the ball so well, although I wonder if Tottenham, you know, hang hung back a bit trying to like seize on an opportunity. Leeds will be very, very different, won't it? And we've seen us have problems against Southampton, for example, who play very similarly to Leeds. Are you a bit worried about this? Uh, not really. I think we've got much better players than Leeds. Mm. Uh, it's the uh, it's all it needs is a couple of rubbish refereeing decisions and. Uh, um, uh, and for them to get behind the players and they raise their game. They've got this boy, Aronson, who's the American fo- American footballer, isn't he? He's a very decent player. They've got some speedy players and he likes to, uh, um, he likes to the kind of pressing counter-attacking side. But, um, uh, you know, I, I mean, you mustn't ever underestimate our ability to to deal with this. We've got, you know, a very elite squad and I, I, I can't... Um, I can't see there being a, an upset, or in their instance, I can't see it being a consistent, um, uh, a consistent win for them as they normally do win against us at Ellen Road. But I, I don't think they're a terribly good side. I've so, got, I reckon they might go down this year. Actually, 
Well, I, I think as they almost did last mm. year, particularly since they haven't got the uh, the Brazilian anymore, who we almost signed, or did we? I don't know whether that was made up. What was his name? Rafina. Um, Rafina. Rafinha, who was... And they um, lost Phillips, their two best players. Their two best players, absolutely. But they're, uh, you know, they've... Um, uh they've they've got some decent they've got the odd decent player but i don't there isn't anybody watching them the other watching the other day i didn't think anybody was particularly outstanding bamford is a terrific player got injured after 27 minutes i've always liked bamford runs like kerry dixon um uh felt he was badly done by in the loan system i think he has and i'm pleased for him that he's um uh he's come good in the premier league because he was a he was an to me he's an example of a chelsea player of a youth product who wasn't another one who wasn't handled very well and mm. has actually managed to express himself excellently by uh, by being selected for a come up with the side from because he was in the in the championship with them and he came up with them and then scored lots of goals he's a very good player and they've got also they've got Daniel James used to play for United who's a decent quick who's speedy they're all very speedy they come from a very speedy position but that immediately means they're going to be vulnerable I, you know I, I'm looking for a could be quite a few be, goals it, in this it'll be competitive I think there could be a lot of goals yeah, mm, yeah. particularly if they're if they're playing as he says the same kind of of, of a, a very pressing game and are likely to make will make errors and they'll make errors remember we've got some We've got some really good players. Let's, let's not forget that. And we were excellent the other day. And uh, I just think they'll maintain that level, I think, more win easily. OK. Mark? Um, I was going to say um, another incredible bound of stats. You know, if, if, if this was a cup game tomorrow, we'd probably feel even more confident. We've played Leeds 12 times in the FA Cup and League Cup and never lost to them. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, again, I think, it's, you know... Bloody it's, hell. Some, some great sales. But in terms of the game tomorrow, uh, I think it'll be tight. Um, I think just because they got home advantage and, you know, Ellen Road will be raucous. Um, but I just think we're better than them. We, As Jacob says, we have better players. Yes, they always start the season as well. You know, since they've come back up, they do make a, a good start. Uh, but then they fade away as the season gets longer and just run out of steam. And as you said, they've sold their best two players and I don't think they'll have properly replaced them. So, the only thing they've got going for him is obviously the noise from their home fans. But if we do what we did very early on in the league game last season, get an early goal, quieten things down, get Mount, get the goal, make it even worse because they don't like him from his Derby playing days either. Um, but I'm, I'm confident on this one. Uh, I think we should win it tomorrow. Well, I, I'd accept it was a close game. Well, sorry, mm. win on Sunday, but accept it be a close mm. game. It's Leeds after all. We can't lose the well, Derby Well, I mean, this is the so thing. That, this is the thing, Mark. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I I think it's absolutely remarkable yeah. that we've got our arguably our two most bitter and oldest rivals in our second and third matches of a new season. I can't, I can't remember a time when that's happened. Uh, certainly in recent history, it's quite remarkable, uh, and it might be worth refreshing uh, our listeners' uh, memory as to why there is such a. They might think, well, why, why, why do we hate Leeds? Why do they hate us? It makes no sense. Why? So, Mark, you know, you're you're our history man. Tell tell the listener why. Tell well, them why we well, hate dirty Leeds. Well, it, it started in the nineteen sixties anyway, with obviously Don Revy coming manager, and there were some very competitive games. But he really came to the ball in the nineteen seventy Cup final. So, if any of our listeners out there they have never actually seen the FA Cup final replay, maybe because you were too young, uh, watch it. Yeah. It was like a war going on and retribution being dished out by both sides. Rumours were that certain Leeds United players kept little black books with certain Chelsea players' names names in them. 
and some of the tackles were more there to maim rather than to win the ball. Uh, uh, and then when it began to fade away with the the tension between both sets of players on the pitch, it then went off the pitch, and there was a, an enormous rivalry between both sets of supporters that sort of carried through from the 80s into the 90s, and then there was a, a lull because obviously Leeds got relegated out of the Premier League in the 2000 era. But you know, history between the bad blood goes back 30, 40, 50 years. Mm. I mean, JK, you you might have been at this match because I think it goes it goes back a bit before the cup final in 1970 to the mid-60s because we played them a few times, didn't we, in semi-finals and things. And, that, and there was that, that wonderful semi-final in 67 where we, we robbed them. Villa Park. Yeah, where, where Lorimer had a free kick cancelled out by the referee for absolutely no apparently good reason. And he Leeds hadn't fans, his yeah, He hadn't given them permission. Well, he hadn't blown his whistle. Not, yeah, quite how the, not quite how the Leeds fans see it, which is why no, they were so incensed. It was a wonderful kind of modern free kick right in the... He had a wonderful shot, Lorimer, booted it massively, wonderfully, like a projectile into the top right-hand corner, I remember, um, past Bonetti. Like an Exocet missile. It was, it, well, they didn't exist in those days. If it had existed, it would have been yeah, like an Exocet missile. Been, it's more like a cannonball. That's okay. the kind of thing, years from that period. Um, but um, Tony Hakeley scored with a, a header because he was all he could really do was yeah. head the ball. Then, then and, went on to form Spandau Ballet. And funnily enough, yes, yes, he sang. Um, uh, ha, 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 ha. I know that much is true. And um, uh, I sort of found a, a pun to do there as a. Well, I would say to cut a long story short. Oh! But I'm tush. I'm here all week. You are indeed. <laughs> that was that was gold. You know that, don't you? <laughs> that was... It was. It was actually. It was. Um. I mean, you know, the the rivalry goes deep, and Mark. Oh, no, right. no, wait, I remember, but I remember there being being games in the uh, in the sixties between the sixty five, sixty yeah. six, which yeah. were which were very ferocious. Violent. They had um, uh, one of my favourite players at the time was Albert Johansson, who played mm. for them, one of the first black wingers. Yeah. Really terrific player, but he tended to be a bit. He was a bit. Um, uh, um, um, what's his name? Right. Um, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright, the architect. No, what's his name? Uh, Wright Ian Phillips. Wright, Wright Phillips. Ian, yeah, Wright Phillips. He tended to boot the ball down the pitch and run after it a bit. But that was a kind of era where you could do that and get away with it just by being a bit swifter than other players. But they had some... Um, they were decent side then, 65, 66, because we... Uh, um, uh, when did we play them? In the, in, I'm trying to think what match we had against them that was... That was I um, think we lost to them in the uh, semi-final... In '65, when Liverpool went on to win the FA Cup, because they beat them in the final, didn't they? No, Liverpool beat us no, no, in '65 no. at Villa Park. Okay, yeah, Villa Park. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I know he played them in a semi-final. The, the rivalry was being established was. because they were one of the they were one of the top sides in the division then. That's so were we. Have they come through? Absolutely, absolutely. But so, I mean, uh, Mark's right as well. I mean, it wasn't just on the pitch. It, 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 you know, throughout the rise of hooliganism yeah. in the sixties, seventies, particularly the eighties, it got pretty ferocious. I mean, you know, I remember in the famous match that we talked about not long ago in in eighty four, when we walloped them five nil, mm. uh, just before we got promoted, uh, they trashed the uh, scoreboard, didn't they? In the uh, in the in the north stand. And it wasn't fixed for the following season. No, that's right. So there's always been ag, and of course, whenever you go, I mean, even recently in the uh, that marvelous Capital Capital One game, a uh, couple, of, you know, when well, I say a couple of years ago, it was 2013. It's bloody ten years ago now, nearly. I mean, you know, it was tasty getting off the trains. Put it that way. I mean, there's no love lost. 
So uh, if you're going up to Leeds this weekend, be careful. Don't speak. To adopt a full Yorkshire accent <laughs> like what me and JK are doing on the show tonight. And you, you will be all right. You say John Smith's whippets. All right. Uh, Go, all right. A lot. And, and occasionally, say, occasionally say Bremner. Bremner. Yeah, Bremner. Can you name the 1970 Leeds United football team? I can. Exactly. I can. David Harvey or Gary Sprake. <laughs> Uh, Paul Reaney, uh, uh, Maidley, Norman Bite Your Legs Hunter, Jackie Charlton, uh, Johnny Giles, Billy Bremner, uh, who else? Terry Cooper. Terry Cooper. Frank Gray. He was around that time as well. Eddie Gray. No, no, Eddie Gray, not Frank Frank Gray. Frank Gray played for Forrest as well, didn't he? And then Mick Jones, who later on went to form The Clash. Uh, he did. He, he did. did bass guitarist. There's oh. a picture of him trashing his guitar on the. That's front Paul Simon and your great wazak. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> know. Uh, anyway, so yeah, if you adopt a faux Yorkshire accent and say I'm not a Cockney and do not support those horrible, horrible, soft Southern wankers called Chelsea, you will be all right. And if, you, if I see any of them, I'll get the father's gun. Aye, right, and, yeah, and then you must say when you leave, Ellen, when you leave to Ellen Road, having mm. demolished dirty Leeds five nil, you'll go. I'll see thee later. Or, or actually, you can shorten it to, I'll see thee, and you yes, doff true. your flat cap on the yeah, way out. Yeah. And you'll have to be you have to be smoking a pipe. All right. Yeah. And an old-style pint glass in your hand, and I'll have bar billiards in the pub. All right. So you, you, have have to, you have to have one of those collarless shirts that would have a, would have a big collar on it, but you take right. it off, and it's got a stud at the top. All right. You've got braces, and you've got big trousers that you can get take off without having to, to take your shoes All off. All right. And you have up up near boots on, right? Exactly. Right. And you have to say right. "bah" a lot as well. <laughs> yeah, like "bah." So there we go. So as you can tell, there is no love lost between Chelsea and Leeds here. I do hope. And lots... that was an advert for the Leeds tourist yeah, board. It was. I hope. I do hope lots of Leeds fans are listening to this show because I think we're in for some shit if they, if they are. But hey, it's all good pants in it. We'll probably have some people. We'll probably have some people complaining, saying it was racist or something. I don't know. Um, okay, let's nail our colours to mast. Uh, J.K., uh, how you see it going? We're going to come out to zero two winners. Zero two, uh, Mark. Chuffinell, it'll be a Chelsea win, two one. Two one. I'm going to go a bit expansive here. I'm going to go three one to the mighty Chelsea. I reckon three one to Chelsea is my go. So you both say two nil. Two I, one. Sorry, two one for you, Mark. Two nil for J.K. Three one for Chidge. All right, fair enough. Now. Uh, I'm really glad we've just done a score prediction because that's a beautiful segue. I'm going to try and do this this year because, of course, we couldn't do the Prem Predictions uh, uh, results for week two on Monday because, of course, uh, Liverpool were in the process of <laughs> drawing to Crystal Palace. Um, oh, how we laughed. Uh, but I'm, I'll make up what I'll do. If, if, if we've got a Monday night match, I'll try and do them on a Friday night so that you all know what's going on. All right, so first up, the wonderful, the lovely Tim McConnell, Claire McConnell's son. He is in the lead. He's he's actually only... Hang on, I need to increase the size of this. He's only just in the lead. No, 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 good good 50 points near his damn it. He's in the lead with 383 points after two weeks uh, above Jorgen Grebstadt. Uh, so Tim's got 383 points. Uh, Jorgen's got 338 the lovely, wonderful Bobby D 
is third, which is astonishing because he was way down the bottom last season. So Bobby D's doing really well. He's our mate from Australia. He's coming over very soon. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. Uh, now, uh, the performer of the week uh, is Simon Lewis, who got 190 points. Tim got 175, uh, but Simon got 190. Simon's picks were, he basically went 3-1 Liverpool Palace, so he lost points there. He got spot on with Chelsea Spurs. He said 2-2. Two, 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 two. He got uh, Forest West Ham right, but not the score, 2-0. Uh, Brentford Man United, he went 2-1 United, lost 15 points. And you're thinking, well, how did he do so well then? Arsenal 4, Leicester 2, he made it 2-1. He got 11 for that. Brighton 0, Newcastle 0, uh, he got 2-2, so he got 18 for that. He got spot on for City versus Bournemouth at 4-0. Uh, he got the result right, Leeds Southampton, although he got the score wrong. He said 1-1. And Wolves Fulham, he went 2-1, so he lost points there. And he got the Villa... Uh, Everton game, absolutely spot on, 2-1, he got 190 points. So there you go, well done you two, great performance. Now, uh, where are we all in the league? Well, I'm delighted to tell you that uh, a certain bloke called Chidge uh, is leading the Chelsea fancast pack, although I am sharing that position with none other than Dean Mears. So there is hope for everybody if Dean and me can be leading the Chelsea fancast pack. We're both on 245 points. Um, I had a bit of a mare, really, on on, on last week. I only got 70 points. Uh, but uh, anyway, I'm in ninth, as is Dean. Martin Wickham, who is always there or thereabouts. He is so consistent and rather good at this. He's in 22nd. Uh, new boy for us, Dan Silver. He's in 24th, equal 24th. The great Marco Worrell, who uh, won the Chelsea Fancast Mini League last year and came third in the in the overall league of everybody playing. Over 1,500 people play this game, and he came third. Anyway, he's in 33rd. Dane Whittle is in 36th. And then I whizzed down a long way to 79th, where we find a certain Jonathan Kidd. However, however, no, no, however... We we now have 96 people in our league. JK normally is rooted to the bottom, having scored on average minus 30 points. <laughs> this this week, he got 107 points. JK! Best ever. Well, there you go. Uh, got two spot-ons as well. So, well done. Are you, are you trying to do it properly now? No. Okay. <laughs> So just basically, <laughs> just blind luck. Well, okay. No, 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 just, just, no I'm just uh, looking at form a little bit. And um, uh, it's form and also not doing the exaggerated, ludicrous. Yeah. It'll be 4-0. That, you know, I'm just that being, will help, mate. That, yeah. that will help. Yeah, I think, I think I've got certain... Um, I think Brighton are fantastic. I think Brighton are do well. I think they'll always surprise people. So I'm always keen on them. I think Palace are doing all right. This is looking at... Looking at uh, performances as well okay I, I, I got i think i got um palace uh liverpool right because i thought liverpool aren't playing terribly well and uh and also it, 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 i like i like uh, um the fact that uh, a team that people think is going to be an absolutely obvious result i'll try and find a um uh it suits my ego to have them under undermined mm. a little bit you know i like liverpool not doing very well okay so. well well done you keep it up uh and uh mark Meehan is in 85th place uh and bringing up the rear for the fan cast is is tony uh in 87th place equal 87th so tony pull your socks up Mark, how does it feel to be uh, behind JK in the? I know. I was. League? I was going to say. I. I. I mean, a, a first time ever 
you know, I think it's the first time ever in Prem predictions that JK's been ahead of me and Tony in the table. But it can't um, last. It can't last, Mark. Yeah, no, I was going to say it probably won't last. I, I had a Western Supermare last week, but I'm going to sort of like, you know, for our dear listeners, going to sort of pull something out as well. Is um, obviously I went for Chelsea to win two one last week. Um, so thanks to the incompetency of Anthony Taylor, I ended up with some minus points there rather than a spot on. Uh, but again, I'd like to challenge, and if he was on here, I'd challenge him as well. A certain Mr. Chidge of this parish and a Mr. Worrell both went for a Chelsea draw last week. Oh, so Mark, Mark, Mr. Mark, it's worse. Me, me and Mr. Kidd, me and Mr. Kidd went for a Chelsea It's win. worse than that. Yeah. It's worse yeah. than that. On the show, yeah. as you, if you, you would have been listening, yeah. I went 2-2. Yeah. Yes. I changed did. it I to 1-1 one, one in the morning. Yeah, yeah. What an absolute yeah. plum. Yeah. But it gets worse still. I can understand Chris Sutton, because he's in our league as well. Well, I'm going to get on to that. I'm going to get on to that. I know, for a Spurs win. But Pat Nevin, Pat Nevin went for a Spurs win. Did he really? Scandalous. Scandalous. Well, then then I can tell you that it serves them both right. Although, uh, we've got four ex-players in. Three we invited, one we did not. I'll leave it to you to imagine which one was the one we did not invite. (laughs) <laughs> that would be Chris Sutton. Um, anyway, uh, Pat, we Pat, is uh, in 40th position. Pat has this method. I don't know if he's still following it this year, Mark, of just doing 2-1 for everything. Uh, well, he did 2-1 Tottenham. I, I looked at that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I bet he's doing 2-1 again for everything. At the moment, he's in 40th, so he's leading the ex-players. Chris Sutton is in 45th. Uh, Kerry, the great Kerry Dixon, had a shocker this week. He only got 20. But Kerry went for a Chelsea win, so did oh, Cannon. Oh, bless them. Well, I'm going to get to Canners in a minute. Kerry always does, especially against Spurs, even though he played for them as a kid. Anyway, Kerry's in 56 equal. Canners uh, is an interesting story because I haven't been able to get hold of Canners. So he missed the whole whole of the first week. I couldn't get hold of him last week, so I did his scores last week. (laughs) Right? So Canners got 110 points, which makes him 75th. Now, just bear this in mind. I did Canners's score predictions he got 110 now whiz back up to me i did mine i got 70 <laughs> so i scored more for fucking canners than i did for me how does that work because you were probably deliberately trying to do bad results i think canners. i was actually kerry, yeah. kerry i talked i talked to kerry about this he says you can't get out of canners he said no I said, do you know what though? He said, when I when I when I uh, do canners, I always do better than he does. He said, and I, I Kerry thought this was hilarious. He says he can't wait to tell him when he sees him. He says, you know, because they they banter each other off with this every every time they see each other and the, you know, and doing the hospitality for the game. So I will try and get hold of canners tonight or tomorrow. Otherwise, you know, so, so that he does badly. Otherwise, I'll do them again. He'll do well. Bottom line is this stuff is it's great fun. We we really 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 enjoy doing it as you can tell. Uh, and well done for everybody who's joined up this year. And good luck to you all. And uh, I, I I don't know either next Monday or week today. Friday, we will be seeing how everybody has done. I haven't done my predictions yet. Have you done yours yet, boys? Yeah, yeah I've, I've gone for Chelsea to win 2-1 at Leeds. Right, well done. You done yours, JK? Yeah, I've done them. I can't remember what was no. I, I haven't done mine yet. I'm going to do them now. I'm going to phone Kerry up, get his, uh, phone up Canners, get his, do mine, and we'll all be ready for the weekend. So don't forget to do your predictions before half 12 tomorrow. That's when it all kicks off again. Right, we're done. Uh, Mark, as all, oh, we've got, got a late question from Mark. No, just just one thing again for people listening. Uh, I don't know, Chidge, JK, you know, it said the other day, there's like the sad news of Ian Jenkins, mm. who was chief steward at Chelsea for a number of years, sadly passed away 
I think you've been going for Chelsea years. You would know Ian really well. Yeah, so real, real sad loss. You know, a real true blue. Worked for the club for many years. Did a fine job. You know, as chief steward. So, like, thoughts with Ian's family. Yeah, very sad to hear that news. Indeed. Well, well said, Mark. Uh, well remembered as well. I did see that on Facebook. Actually, it's very sad news. Mark, great to have you on the show again. First time this new season. Yeah, great, great, great to be on. Uh, and obviously, looking forward to. Hopefully a three-point win, uh, Ellen Road, on Sunday. And good luck to everybody travelling up there. I hope they get up there safely and get back safely as well and don't hope her suffer this of like five, five, six, seven-hour train journey trying to get there. Yeah, absolutely. It could be a real nightmare. So fingers crossed, everybody, and enjoy it uh, as well. Stay safe too. JK, always a delight to see you, old Bean. Sam, so, so, I didn't see you at Lords this week, really. But other than yeah, that, sorry, I was there on Thursday, but um, uh, and I, I looked around for friends. I couldn't find anybody. Yeah. I went down to the, uh, the the garden there. The uh, what do they call it? Harris Garden. Yeah, I went down there. Couldn't see anybody yeah. I knew. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. But you know, I, I went not. I'm not a saddie. I mean, I went with a friend and I met another friend, but that was organised. I thought we might bump into somebody. Yeah, you know, from from my cricketing days, but. Uh, I didn't bother yeah. looking for anybody on Wednesday because I knew that a lot of the people that I know were not going to be there. I, I knew yeah. you weren't going to be there, Tim and Clayton, people like that. So I just sat with my brother-in-law and enjoyed his company uh, and two bottles of champagne and several pints of Pims. And, well, I knew it was going to rain, though, so yeah. that's what I rang about. It. Well, I know. We I, we didn't think it was going to piss down like it did, but that's a shame. Never mind. Anyway, it's good to see you tonight, as it always is. I look forward to seeing you on Monday. I'll uh, be there. You enjoy the weekend, and you're, you're going up on Sunday. You are, aren't you? No, and no, I've got a ticket. I was going. To, I know it. It all became too. Yeah, come too difficult getting there, and I thought of driving in there. Then I, 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 I decided that it's too much of an effort. I'm yeah, afraid if the shame. train had gone, I was going to get the train. Yeah, it's so. a shame. There you go. That might be the case for many. Right, we'll be back on Monday for the main Chelsea Fancast show with J.K. and Mark Worrell. At 7pm, we'll be live on Mixler 2 for the Monday show, as we always are. And, of course, we will be looking back at the match against Leeds. And hopefully we'll be looking back at a nice, comfortable win. Right. Thank you for listening. See you all next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. Bastards. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.